evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Monster Ate the Pilot Show, the podcast. It's hosted by me, Brandon. It is Sunday, so we've got things happening on the show tonight. We've got the Season 3 wrap-up of Lost. I'll go over that. We'll go over my favorite episode, my least favorite episode, my favorite storyline, performances, all the fun stuff that I did for Season 2. I don't even remember exactly what I did. There is a white hair from probably my facial hair on the microphone tonight. That's what we're doing. That's what I'm talking about. We got Anchors Away by Bombs. Uh, bombs. Anchors Away by the Bouncing Souls plan right now. Ladies and gentlemen, let's jump into this show. Not just ladies and gentlemen, friends and neighbors, how are we doing out there? Hope everybody's doing okay. Hope everybody's enjoying the nice weather. Um, What's happening? I don't even know what's happening right now, man. We don't have a whole lot. I don't have a lot going on tonight. Um, I went to Portsmouth for like less than 24 hours. I, did. <laughs> I went and saw Lauren. Got to talk to Lauren for a little bit. Um, went out to my mom's, fell asleep, and then... Uh, I went down there and I had this idea that you know I I took I had a uh, I have an external hard drive that I was going to have some work that I can transfer basically I could transfer podcast stuff from my one computer that I record everything on to another computer where I can do all the work and uh, I went to do that and I went to grab the external hard drive on a car realized I left it in Columbus so I had to come back up here and guess what I did when I got it back up here absolutely nothing so I didn't even do the work that I was supposed to be doing. <laughs> I'm falling behind on that. I need to get back to it. Uh, maybe I'll do that after I get done with the show tonight. It is Saturday night, which means you'll be getting this episode tomorrow. I actually have a little bit more. I uh, have a little bit of sports talk, not a lot. I've got uh, some TV talk. Uh, I've got a little bit of life talk because, oh man, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be tearing some people some new buttholes. It's gonna be gross. Oh man. Oh, I can't decide. I can't decide. Can't decide. You know, it's my own fault. It's my own fault, guys. It's my own fault. I let Karaoke Chris cancel, and that opened a can of worms to let everybody else have to push their dates back. You know, Justin Malone wants to come on the show, then it's the week of, hey man, I won't be able to make it. Hmm. Lady Aaron wants to come on the show, get her on, and then uh, this week, ooh, it's actually not going to work for me. Let me tell you, gee whiz, with friends like these, with friends like these, am I right, JR? With friends like these, who needs enemies? My God, I should have cut the head off the snake when Karaoke Chris said he was going, hey man, we got to push this back. I should have, I don't know, went and found him and slapped him right across the face. I could have cut it off right then and there, but nope, nope. These friends that I have, absolutely useless, useless people. Useless people for useless situations. Oh my good God. They are cannon fodder in my life. <laughs> nah, Lady Aaron was supposed to come up this week to do the show. Uh, she has kid stuff, so I can't blame her for canceling on me to take care of her child. So I uh, can't blame her, but you know, there's no excuse for Justin Malone. But at the same time, you meet a guy like Justin Malone, you're not expecting anything to come out of that. <laughs> oh, I'm funny. I'm a funny asshole. 
Oh. <laughs> no, like I said, I went down to Portsmouth. I uh, got to see Lauren. Lauren's planning on coming up here soon. I don't think we'll do a podcast episode. I don't, like I said, I don't think people are ready for it. I don't think you guys are ready for a double dose of the LL Cool K. Um, I told him about my harem of women comment about him and his multitude of casualties, which uh, still cracks me up that I said that. Uh, <laughs> cracked him up, too. But, you know, that's just the type of guy Lauren is, man. He's just a man who uh, leaves... He destruction in his wake. That's what <laughs> that's what he is, man. He is a wild person at heart. He is uh, the true definition of a wild heart. Oh man. Oh, what's going on this week, guys? I don't have much of fucking nothing. I keep saying that and saying, you know, maybe we'll get out of here in under forty five minutes, and then we end up over an hour. So whatever. I got the curtains open behind me. I got the sun gleaming in. It's starting to get warm in this room. It's great. It's wonderful. I need to get the freaking fan on, but I don't want to pause the show, even though I can do that now. We talked about that when producer Brandon showed up for a couple times last week. Oh, geez, man. We are all over the place. It's going to be a good talk tonight. Um, like I said, yeah, I've got season three lost re wrap up. And yeah, we're going to talk about the. Why is that got that on there? I don't like it. There we go. Um,. Yeah, we got the season three wrap, and we're going to go over the final episodes. I'm going to talk about episode two of season two of From, which is kind of odd since I haven't really done deep dives on that show. So spoilers for that. So if you are watching From or want to watch From and you're not caught up with it, I'm going to spoil I'm going to be spoiling the shit out of it. I'm going to get back to timestamps because I haven't done that for two weeks. The timestamps are so fun to actually kind of have to go back and hear some of the stupid shit, I would say. I need to get back on that. I need to get back on getting some uh, videos or whatever the hell they call these things. The the little, the 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 real thingies. I'm stumbling. Who gives a shit? Whatever. But if you like what you've heard, spread the good word. Anywhere podcasts are available, you can find Monster Eight the Pilot. We are flying through listens right now. I want to thank everybody who has been listening and everybody who has understood that this show is chaos and it is a dumpster fire most weeks. But who cares? It's my dumpster fire. I get to own this dumpster fire. We've had had a little law in early, uh, whatchamacallit, what is it, early um, April. And then uh, we've been picking back up, so thank you. Even though the numbers still never make sense to me. Like, at all. <laughs> like, seriously, they don't make sense. They'll be like, oh, yeah, it's like, uh, I'll have like 30 listens on this episode, but it says four people have listened to it. I'm like, four people have listened to it 30 times? How's this thing fucking work? But then at the same time, I'll say audience size is 31, which means 31 distinct devices have listened to, like, your podcast in the last seven days. And it's like, are these four people apparently listening on their phone, then going home to listen on their tablet, then to listen on their computer, then to listen on their backup phone? What the fuck? I don't understand this. I don't understand anything, and I don't really care. I'm having a good time. I hope you're having a good time. Like I say, if you like what you heard, spread it. Um, anywhere podcasts are available. I've already said this. Um, if you like the Lost Rewatch or you know somebody who likes Lost, you can direct them to the YouTube channel, which I believe is the same name. I don't even know the fucking YouTube's name. <laughs> Where I do just the Lost Rewatch. It's just this show, but this cut up in that moment. So if you have people who don't want to listen to me bitch about hockey, which I'm going to bitch for a second. Because I went pretty hard last week on it, so I'm not going to go too hard on it this week. Um, because it's pointless to now. Um, yeah, so like if they don't want to hear that or they don't want to hear me talk about other shit that I'm talking about, you know, my uh, my life or whatever the hell. What, what do I usually talk about? What else do I talk about? I don't even know, man. This show is just... 
I want to. I need to go back and listen to the early episodes and see how different things are now. Because it's been only, we're kind of, we're still coming up on a year. I mean, we're like a. When did I start? July or June? June. I started June last year. So we're coming up on a year of doing this, which is pretty mind blowing for me. I did not think I would make it past like, I don't know, six or seven episodes and probably fall off. And no, but I stuck with it. So I'm pretty happy about that. And if you're happy about that, cool. Once again, thank you for tuning in. First time, welcome. Second time, welcome back. Oh, man. I still can't believe. I have these friends. Like, the only friend I like anymore, I like JR. JR is a good guy. We're going to the Hell is Real game in a couple of weeks. He's the only good friend I got. And even him, he's kind of, you know, he's su- he's pretty, su- what, what is it? What's the word now? Sus? He's pretty sus, right? That's suspect, right? Am I cool? Am I hip? I don't know. Are you allowed to call yourself hip? I don't know. I don't know anything anymore. I'm pretty fucking old. That's all it is. Like, why well, I, I shaved the shaved up for this you know there were so many gray hairs coming out of this facial hair i mean it looked distinguished it looked pretty i mean i'm not saying i'm not saying i was pretty goddamn good looking but goddamn brandon you know you look pretty fucking distinguished there pal <laughs> my mustache is still too long but whatever anyways what was i saying about yeah hip being sus what, what i don't even know what these things are it's just basically taking a two-syllable word making a one-syllable word are you really saving that much time at that point i don't even know what i'm talking about anymore man i don't know anyway jr is my only friend he's the only person i like anymore i mean besides like my family and a lot of other people <laughs> <laughs> but JR is the only one getting a good call out. I don't sure why you're getting it this week, JR, but you're getting it. Usually I talk shit about you, but this week you're getting nice, Brandon, because the rest of my friends can fuck off. I, I don't know. I, I, I wanted to say something funny there, but then I said something mean. Nah. Like I said, we'll get the Lady Aaron uh, episode rescheduled. Like I still got to get the Justin Malone uh, episode rescheduled. We'll get that taken care of. Maybe we can do... Um, I don't know, I'm, I'm kind of spitballing here right now. Producer Brandon just showed up. Maybe we can do, I can bring my shit down the Cincinnati, and we can do the episode in Cincinnati for the Hell is Real game. I think that'd be kind of fun. Maybe I'll text Justin after this show, after I forget all about this, and then wait till the day off. I'm like, hey, man, you want to do a podcast today? <laughs> I've got like four days off in a row. i got like that Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday off. So I'm, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty excited to go down there. That's, I mean, the stadium's a toilet bowl. I mean, it looks literally like a toilet bowl, but you know, whatever. We're not going to talk about that. We're not going. We're going to act like it's the best stadium in the MLS because I don't know. Cincinnati fans are weird. They're just weird people. Um, I guess this is kind of sports talk. Whatever. We'll, we'll kind of get over a couple things, but Cincinnati like sports fans are weird. They are. Everybody hates us, but like nobody cares enough about Cincinnati fans to hate anybody. So the reason anybody does hate you is because you won't shut up about how much everybody hates you, and like you are just like aggressive for no reason and i'm like dude calm down i don't care about you that much but like you're constantly in my face at the point I'm like you know what yeah fuck you you're the worst i mean cincinnati's not even really ohio what am i talking about <laughs> uh man yeah but i should i'll have a good time down there me and jr try to get old uh karaoke chris to be at that show Man, that guy opened that can of worms with that cancellation. I swear to God, I had to go down and he's going to get a one-two the next time I see him. Wop, wop, baby. <laughs> this show is chaos. This is disgusting. Oh, man. Writing stuff down mid-episode when it should have been done before we started. So, like, I went to start this episode, like, an hour ago. 
And I about pushed record. I'm like, oh, yeah, I need to watch the second part of Through the Looking Glass for the Wall Street Watch. <laughs> like, I hadn't even done that yet. Oh, man. So I'm trying to get stuff caught up here. Mm, I don't know. I probably shouldn't have been... I probably should have thought some of this stuff, because I can't think of most of the things right now. I still... Mm, yeah, I'd go with that one. God damn it. Come on, Brandon, focus up. Let's get more into sports talk. Bruins lost Game 7. We all fucking know it. It's a fucking joke. It's a fucking disaster. That's all I'm going to say outside of... I haven't watched a single second of the rest of the NHL playoffs. I am not one of those guys. Once my team's out, my team's out. I'm not fucking watching. Why would I want to watch anything else? Like, screw it. Whatever. I was so excited about the playoffs this year. I was like, man, I want to watch so much of it. I'm so excited. I've already got rid of my sling TV. I'm like, get this shit out of my face. I'm not watching anything else. Um, I guess the Panthers are up 2-0 on the Maple Leafs. Like, I think I said it whenever I did the first round predictions that... The Panthers were going to be a very tough matchup for us. I know I predicted six, and we lost, but whatever. But, you know, the Panthers were the best team in the NHL last year. And they were hurt for most of the year. So it's just whatever. But, yeah, that's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say about the NHL is I'm not watching anymore because the Bruins are out. And it's unbelievably disappointing because the window is shut. This isn't like the year Stevie G slipped, which is still the most heartbreaking loss in like for losing a title ever was Stevie G slipping against Chelsea in, like, 2014. Oh, God, it makes me want to cry. Um, that was the most heartbreaking. But that team had a feeling of it was on the up, even though it ended up not being on the up and ended up being a complete disaster after that year with Rodgers. Um, but it felt like, you know, it was like, hey, she's like, we're going to get, we're on the up, we're re really building something here, we're going to be right back in it next year, it's going to be fine. This one's different because this is the end of this Bruins team in this iteration. Bergeron may not be back. Uh, Krejci may not be back. Um, we don't have the money to re-sign a lot of the players. You know, probably don't even have the money to get like somebody like Hathaway who plays fourth line. Probably don't even have the money to keep him. So we might be trading quite a few guys. Probably Grizz, maybe one of the goalies, especially if Swayman can't get re-signed. I really want Swayman to get re-signed. As much as I love Linus this year, he was garbage in the playoffs last year, and he's pretty garbage in the playoffs this year. So maybe he's got that mental thing. I thought Swayman played pretty pretty solidly outside of that first goal in Game 7, but that's it. I know I just said that's it for like the eighth time about the hockey, but I'm done with it. Fuck it. <sighs> Good luck to whoever wins. I don't care. But in the footy news, Messina's in the relegation uh, playoffs. They lost 1-0 today, but they got the home game next week, so hopefully they can turn that around. Uh, I really don't want to see them playing in a Serie D. Jeez, D. I don't even know. I still don't know how to say letters in Italian. It's stupid. They're not even real letters at that point. What's up, America? Um, and then Liverpool playing much better. I think they've won six straight Premier League games. Uh, Mo just scored his 30th goal of the season. So, I mean, for as horrible apparently as he is, he scored 30 goals this year. You know, just, just, just an atrocious player. Just so, so bad. Man, but Cody Yakbo is really coming on and i'm pretty excited um might be making a move for alex yeah alex McAllister from brighton i'd be pretty excited about that there's ugarte uh i think that's how you say his name their uruguayan kid from sporting in portugal he looks like he could be a stud but i don't know i don't know if he's quite ready and this team needs ready midfielders so but i don't know fabinho is playing so much better 
lately that I feel like you can go get somebody like Ugarte. Like his release clause is like $65 million. You can probably get him underneath that, but whatever. I don't know nothing. So. And then my other fun sports talk this week. Uh, the crew have got to figure some shit out because they are not good. Mom came up last week, went to the game. They lost 2-1. That's the first time they have not won when I've been there. Even at the old shit uh, historic crew stadium, the you know historic shit stadium. I don't. I, I hate the fact that they call it the historic crew stadium, and try to make it like it's such a thing. I, I get it. It was the first soccer specific stadium in the United States. Cool. It's a garbage stadium. It's so bad. It is such a trash place. It's in the middle of nowhere. I used to live right by it. It's not in a great place. Um, there was no sun cover. There was no atmosphere. It was garbage. Stop acting like it's some cool thing. It's like, yeah, it's neat for half a second. Stop calling it historical crew stadium. Just say the old crew stadium. It doesn't like it sounds better. Like calling it historic crew stadium every single time it's brought up sounds so forced and lame. Just call it the old crew stadium. It's like calling the you know Tiger Stadium in Detroit old Tiger Stadium. That made it sounded good. You know, gave it some historical reverence without having to beat it over your head like it's historic, guys. It's the first soccer specific stadium in the country. Shut the hell up. Who cares? <laughs> it's a garbage stadium, but whatever. This is the first time they've lost that I've ever been to a game at a home game. Um, and they, they drew with Cincinnati last year, but they've won every other game. It's pretty impressive. It was like nine or ten games or something like that. Uh, they lost to Inter-Miami. That's back-to-back losses to teams who are near the very bottom of the table. Um, Miami seems like a team that was uh, a little underperforming, like their goal different, like what the, how much they've given up goal-wise. It seems like they were just waiting for some goals to start flowing. They'd probably start winning games. The Charlotte loss is completely inexcusable. Charlotte's horrible. Um, but the Inter-Miami loss at home is pretty difficult. They should not be losing that game. Uh, Kucho scored a good goal, but uh, what's the young kid's name? He used to play for Wolves for Inter-Miami. I can't remember his name. Portuguese kid. Not Inter Milan. Not a real club. Inter Miami. This money washing club for fucking David Beckham to show off his abs or whatever the fuck they are. If I could type, if I knew how to spell, I'd be a pretty smart kid. Um, Where is it? Come on. Just scroll for me, baby. Leonardo Campana. Not Portuguese. He's Ecuadorian. Yeah, only 22. He scored both goals for him. So... Uh... Crew's issue is uh, they can't break down teams. There's not creativity at all. Like, you know, yeah, Lucas can hit them from distance. Um, Matan can run at players. Cucho can create his own shot, but none of them really seem to be able to create shots for anybody else or create chances for anybody else. It's get wide. There's a couple of solid, like, chances. I mean, but they're all from distance, and they're easy saves in the end of the day. So we kind of break teams down. So that's the issue. Milos went down with an injury. I thought we played much better without him, but hopefully it's not a serious injury, though it did not seem good. Because it was like in the celebration at the end, right as they about to kick off, he went down, and then he was out. Um, I'm still trying to figure out how we have, um, Philip Quentin, who is what, like seven foot tall, like he's like seven and a half feet tall, right? I mean, it says he's like, uh, six foot six. Yeah, right. He towers over everybody on the pitch. Like for reference, Campana is six foot two. And I swear, like Quentin is every bit of like six to eight inches taller than he is. <laughs> like... It says he's 6'6", but I don't understand why we have this guy 
who is six foot six, like, and he is not what we're aiming at on corners and free kicks. Like, what are we doing? And like, he's just kind of posted up towards like the back post or the middle of the, like middle of the box. Put him on the front post. Put him on the front post. Aim for him. He can flick on or can try to just bullet header in. They're not out jumping him. They're not getting ahead of him. Like, put him right there on the front post on like set pieces. And he can try to bullet one in or he can flick it on, tap in for the back post. I mean, it's not going to work every single time, especially if Lucas is going to deliver the ball like he did last weekend, which I saw he made the t- like the team of the week for uh, what you call it for uh, MLS, which I'm like, what fucking game were you watching? Um, I love Lucas. I really like Lucas a lot. I mean, I, I have issues with his athleticism, but man, his technique and the way he strikes the ball is so good that he can make up for all like the fact that he's not. Super, he's not very fast. He's not super athletic or dynamic, but you know, just that tight, con- the close control, the low center of gravity, his ability to you typically strike the ball is pretty phenomenal. Um, especially for this level, it's that's the reason why he was the MVP a couple years ago. But he was awful. I thought he was awful in this game. His dead ball delivery was a joke. Uh, two uh, corners overhit one just went out of bounds. Like he hit it all the way over and out of bounds. Second one, way too deep. Um, then he had two free kicks in good areas, hit the wall both times. Um, I don't know. I think they need to be, uh, there's anytime we're within like 25 yards, maybe 30 yards and we get a free kick. It's Lucas is going to try to put it on that. Sometimes there was, um, which game was it? Uh, I think it was the, was it the New York game? I think it was the New York game. Where, like, they didn't have enough defenders to cover any runners into the box on a free kick. And so all we had to do was kind of, like, pass the ball in, like, to the area. And more likely we were winning that ball. But no, he tried to go for goal. And I think he hit over. I'm just like, pay attention. Have more of a plan at set pieces. I don't know. They have not been playing well offensively. I, I said it. I didn't want to be the Debbie Downer, but I had to be when all the people were flipping the fuck out because we destroyed bad teams and saying, like, all oh, this team's just the greatest thing ever. I'm like, calm down. Let's beat somebody relevant, and, you know, then we can see where this team's at. If we start winning games on the road, which, yeah, once again, we beat DC United on the road. Who fucking cares? You know? Off week this week. Next week is uh, Orlando City. JR should be up for that one. Um... Should be a good time because he's a good friend. That's right, Aaron. She's he's a good friend. That's pretty harsh. <laughs> and then it's uh, LA Galaxy. I don't think I'm going to be there for that one. I think uh, I've already got somebody lined up for my tickets. And then um, it'll be Hell is Real on the twentieth. It's going to be a good time. Great time. Wonderful time. Um, yeah. Whatever. Whatever, bro. Play better. That's all I got to say. Kucho did score a really good goal, though. Nice. Oh, mm. it was good. Whatever. We don't... Yeah, we won't go into it any farther. That's sports talk. That's sports talk, ladies and gentlemen. Let's get into the other fun talk. Let's talk about... I'm rewatching The Bear. It is so fucking great. I raved about it. I think I gave it the best show of last year. My God, it's good. It is so good. Anybody complains that they're just yelling at each other the whole time? 
go it's like you couldn't make it in the kitchen if you think they're yelling too much because that's how it fucking works in the goddamn kitchen people are just screaming at each other and people are not nice to each other the only thing it's missing is them all going out for beers and hanging out afterwards talk about how much they hate their jobs because <laughs> that's how most of it works um yeah i'm rewatching that and the soundtrack is so fucking wonderful oh it's great 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 where are we Sorry for the dead air. Just making sure I am wrapped up on stuff. All right, let's go to episode two of From. Season two, episode two. Solid. I thought it was a little predictable in terms of how everything was going to wrap up um, for... Because um, I talked a little bit last week about how Ian Bailey, who plays Jim, is trapped underneath the house with the bartender and one of the new people. I thought it was pretty obvious like the new guy was going to die. And then the way they were presenting how, like, you know, he was, like, starting to have internal bleeding, stuff like that. I'm like, oh, he's going to bring him in close, and they're going to kill the bartender. And that's exactly what happened. I can't remember the bartender's name. I liked him. I wish he would have had a little more um, screen time, because that's what my kind of thing was last week talking about season one, is that with ten episodes, that sometimes you don't get to know people enough to really give a shit that they die, that they just seem more like red shirts in the end, which is the people that get to be killed. So, like, I mean... I didn't I thought it was good. I thought the episode overall probably like B B plus, maybe yeah, no, it's in that B range. B minus B B plus. Um it sets up more mysteries for uh Harold Perino and kind of what's going on there with him having finding that guy in the it seems like kind of like a time jump thing, because he's in like this old cathedral type place and then he's like in the ruins of it. And then he finds um shoot. Tabitha and oh shit what's his name Victor he finds them in the truck and they use the fun little powers all the people in the bus who did not believe him that they were actually going to be murdered by these monsters uh, get absolutely tore apart it's wild um, I thought for a second Fatima uh, I thought she was kind of annoying but then it kind of just her at her wits end which ends up making it a much better scene because she's like so desperate to try to save some of these people I'm like she wants to like go out the back door and we'll be able to get them back in and it's kind of like you've been here for over a year. how in the hell have you survived here over a year if you think that was going to work because like anybody cut outside is basically just torn to shreds and she thinks they're going to be able to like fucking do some special ops bullshit to go save them save some other people I'm like stop stop but you can just tell by, by the end of the scene it ended up being a really good scene just because it, she's just at her wits end with this she just she can't fucking do it anymore is what she kept saying over and over, over and over again so it ended up being like a scene that at first I was annoyed by it ended up being a pretty solid scene um what else happened in this episode god damn it yeah, Boyd gets infected. I'm I'm a little worried that they're setting up, instead of answering a few questions, they're setting up more mysteries, like the whole skin worm thing with uh, the old man dying and infecting like Boyd with the skin worm stuff, which don't 100% know what that is yet. Uh, <laughs> so it's my worry. It's like um, I listen to some people talk about the show. It's like, you know, does it get that lost thing where they just keep piling up, you know, where the answers eventually start hitting like those uh, – Shoot, we start losing the importance of the answers. What is that fucking? 
diminishing returns. Like everything, all the answers start becoming like a diminishing return. I'm like, oh, that's not that interesting. And oh, I didn't realize I needed an answer for that. Like Jack's tattoos, I didn't realize I needed an answer for that. But whatever. This show is very good. I think it's very good. It's well made, and you can tell they got some more money because they're they focus in on the monsters a little bit more, so you get to see how they kind of look when they're not like kind of painted up as regular people, and uh, they look pretty fucking gnarly. So I I know I've, I've enjoyed the show. I'll continue to try to do a little bit more reviews. Um, I kind of just threw this in here out of nowhere, so that's why I'm not super prepared to talk about it because I didn't take any notes on something I watched last Monday. <laughs> so, yeah, I hope I'll have some more notes for you this coming week, and we'll go more deep into it, because with the Lost Rewatch, I'm going to be taking a break from that since we end the Season 3. I'll be back with that in the first week of June. Uh, that's when we'll start talking about Season 4 of Lost. But, yeah, I think Episode 2 of Season 2 of From has been was good. I think it's a show you definitely should check out if you have not checked it out yet. It's on MGM Plus, which I think used to be Epics. Yeah, it used to, it was Epics, now it's MGM Plus. I don't understand what these streaming services are anymore. I don't know what anything is. It's all wide oh man. Me and um Lauren used to talk about it. I used to tell him that I cannot wait to invest in the first guy who comes up with the idea of making it all in one service and basically recreating cable <laughs> with the streaming services. Like, basically, he's like, oh, hey, you know, for, you know, $55 a month, you get Netflix, Hulu, uh, Amazon Plus, and uh, MGM Plus or something like that, you get to pick like, you have like these different tiers and it's like, it's just cable at the end of the day again. They're just selling you different type of cable now. So I'm waiting for somebody to put that all together and then I can invest in it and that'll be my, I make a billion dollars off something stupid moment. <laughs> That's like, uh, God, if I could turn back time, I remember right after high school, Maybe I was maybe in college a little bit. Um, was right when Bitcoin first started being like talked about outside of the, like the far reaches of the internet. And I just remember like there was like an article about how it just hit a penny. It's a penny. It's worth a penny now, and it could be like game changing. And I, you know, I think cryptocurrency is pretty fucking stupid. Uh, at the end of the day, or it's I don't know. There's just so since it's so wild west, it's just kind of very dumb at the moment. Um, but I thought like, you know, I have $200 to spend. Why don't I buy Bitcoin at one penny? Like how much is that? It's like a, what a hundred. Oh my God. I, it's math. What is, uh, what is a hundred pennies? Oh, that's probably a thing. That's probably a thing. Uh, Come on. I want to do it the other way. Ugh, I hate everything. I have it backwards, that's why, Brandon, you dumb-dumb. Come on, Brandon. This is dead air. Yeah, I'd buy like 20,000 shares. It'd be like 20,000 shares. I don't know why I couldn't do that math in my head. It's because I'm an idiot. 
Um, but at one point, whenever bitcoins were worth like fucking seventy thousand dollars per coin, and I would have had twenty thousand coins. <laughs> could be retired i could be retired i would have sold out way before then though just because at what point do i need more money at what point like really what what does that even come up to calculator yeah you're listening to brandon do math this is the monster Eight pilot show it's only 1.4 billion dollars jesus christ <laughs> That'd be so insane if I would have made $1.4 billion. Oh, shut up. Oh, I'm going to throw up. <laughs> oh, God. That would have been wild. Could you imagine Billionaire Brandon? He'd be the worst. He would not be doing this podcast right now. You'd never see Billionaire Brandon. Never see him ever. He'd be fucked off somewhere. Who knows? He'd probably be dead. What? I mean, what? It, I mean, I don't know. If I was a billionaire, it would not be pretty. Brandon would be doing so much stuff he should not be doing. Like, yeah, like drugs, whatever. I would be doing it all. Like, because why not? I'm a billionaire. What the fuck are they going to do to me? Throw me in prison? No. Because I'm a billionaire. And billionaires don't have, like, responsibilities. They don't have, you know, ramifications for their actions. They just get to do whatever the fuck they want and just, you know, hey, here's like a here's like a million dollars. You know, here's a million dollars. Don't prosecute me. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, cool. I'm a millionaire now. And people are like, oh, that'd be wasted your money. You, if you think, if you're worth one point four billion dollars, giving away a million dollars is wasting money. You just don't, you just don't comprehend what a billion is. Like, uh, billion is so far removed from anything you can actually really wrap your head around. It's so fucking stupid. What is it like? You know, how many seconds is a year? Is oh shit. How many days are a million seconds? It's like 11 days. A billion seconds is 11,574 days. Like, yeah. So 11 days or 11,000 days. Oh, my God. Oh, Jesus. Oh, oh, I fucked that all up. Whatever. Anyways, let's stop playing around with calculators. Let's get out of here. What am I talking about? <laughs> I'm fucking around with calculators. What a show I've created. I've created a monstrosity here. It's, duh. It is every stupid idea, everything that flutters into my brain goes into this show. There, I need, I've got to start, okay, I need you guys to donate money just for me to keep my sanity. Start giving me money so I can hire somebody who says, stop, shut the fuck up, Brandon. Get back on topic. <laughs> don't give me money. I don't need money. Well, I just said I'd do drugs if you gave me money. But if I had a lot of money, I'd just do drugs all the time. <laughs> Let's get into the Lost Rewatch, shall we? We've got technically one episode split into two parts through the looking glass. One and two. Excellent, 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 wonderful perfection. This is top tier, top tier television, top tier anything, storytelling, everything. Pretty much pretty freaking perfect. Uh, there's only one part, and I'll talk about it in a little bit, that I'm like, I kind of hate that. But whatever. Where are we? Part one. Excellent. 
we open up with bearded jack i love bearded jack i wish we had more bearded jack he was awesome he's desolate he is hopeless he is horrible i like how it teases what the ending is in the opening scene him standing on the bridge like he's about to jump off and he's like forgive me if we know jack the way we think we know jack why is jack even like kind of in this whole idea of like forgiveness fate and whatever it's not part of jack's character that should have been a huge signal for what was coming in this episode but i didn't know then because i was an idiot then i'm an idiot now but i watched the show so i knew what was happening but whatever uh Yeah, so we have Charlie down there. We have eventually we have uh, Mikhail showing up to shoot at Desmond in the boat. Desmond goes down. Um, what's their names? Bonnie and I can't remember the other lady's name. Lana Perilla, Perilla's character name. I can't remember her name. I think she had a goofy name. Whatever. Anyway, they go down there. Um... Desmond's hiding. He's able to hide from him so they don't see him when he comes in because they're all arguing. Um, it's pretty good. I like how Charlie's just kind of like uh, so fucking cocky. Like, you know, oh, Juliet's one of us now. <laughs> he's, just, he's just twisting a knife in him. It's pretty good. Uh, ben gives Mikhail the order to kill Charlie and to kill the two ladies who are working in the Looking Glass station because Ben is a piece of shit. But his comeuppance is happening here soon. Oh, it's good stuff. You got Locke sitting in the Dharma Initiative bodies, and he tries to kill himself. He has, like, the gun to his head. And then tall Ghost Walt shows up to stop him and says he's got a job to do. Tall Ghost Walt. We should have had more tall Ghost Walt. <laughs> That's always my issue with, like, live-action shows is when they have kids, especially in that, like, 9 to 12 range, right when they're about to hit puberty, because... Especially in a show like Lost, which is, you know, these first three seasons took over three months timeline-wise. Um, Walt is going to just naturally age out of that over three years. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? Like, what you look like when you're 11 compared to what you look like when you're 14 is completely different. What you sound like is completely different. So, that's always my issue with using, like, teenage actors or, like, pre-teens and stuff like actors for these types of shows is that unless you do time jumps, you actually do, like, this is what happens this year. The next year is literally another year in our lives or whatever that it just – they age out and you have to get rid of them. Um, that's why I've always, my theory with, uh, Lost was that, um, with Walt and Lost was that basically they realized, oh shit, if we're going to be running this show, Walt's going to age rapidly faster than the show should be allowing to happen. Unless they do some really stupid, like, thing, like, um, in Midnight Mass, where basically you're getting turned into your physical peak self. So, like, you know, older people are you know, getting younger and like other people are getting stronger and all these other things like, you know, uh, Aaron, the character, Katie's, Kate Siegel's character, you know, she loses the baby and stuff like that, you know, because how to put that, not pregnant women are weak. They're not like weak. It's just like, you know, there's a limitation there from their actual physical peak self. You know, you're not going to go pick a pregnant lady to go take over the world with. You're going to be like, you're pregnant back there, but go back there. Not that you can't handle stuff. It's just that you shouldn't be handling stuff because you're literally carrying a fucking human being inside of you. You know what I mean? I think I tiptoed that one pretty decently. I think I did a good job. You're a good guy. You're a good guy, Brandon. <laughs> you're such a chivalrous bastard, you motherfucker. <laughs> oh, man.
then in this episode, once again, we have people being mean to Hugo. Everybody hates Hugo. That's the name of season two episode. Everybody hates Hugo. Fucking, he wants to go back because, uh, you know, they do the whole plan where they shoot the uh, dynamite at the camps. They kill seven of the others when there's ten of them there. Um, I remember arguing with my mom because she was not understanding what I was saying. So basically you have Jen, Saeed, and Bernard. They're shooting. Bernard and Saeed have rifles. They shoot theirs. Jen shoots and he keeps shooting short. He like, you know, you know, he shoots and always hits the sand right in front of it. And, you know, at the time I said, you know, he just needs to aim higher. Cause like, oh, you know, if he only had a rifle, he's like, no, he just needs to aim higher. She's like, well, that wouldn't do anything. I'm like, yeah, it would. If you aim higher, you'll it'll shoot farther. She's like, well, if a gun only has a, you know, range of 10 feet or something like that, how can you shoot farther than 10 feet? I'm like, gravity. Mm-hmm. Gravity. <laughs> like, yeah, they take that into account for how long something can shoot. Shooting something like, you know, just straight ahead, it's not going to go as far if you put like an arc to it. If Like, you know, obviously bullets travel at such speed that you don't really, you can't perceive the arc of it. But all you have to do is aim higher. By the way, also in that scene, which I completely forgot about, he turns and he also shoots some others in the chest from the same spot, and they're farther away from the dynamite. So I proved my point. I won this argument. I officially won an argument from 16 years ago by watching this episode. In your face, mother. Take that in your pipe and smoke that shit. What's up? (laughs) Oh, man. But they get captured. Um... Which leads to something stupid in the second episode that I'll talk about in a second. It's not that stupid. It's just one of those, like, too convenient. Um, no, but I think this is great setup for the whole episode. Like, really, Exodus, when watching it on rewatch, sets itself up to be, like, kind of three episodes together. This one really was, like, one episode extended into two parts. Because even when it ended, I was kind of like, yeah, let's... feels weird to be ending it. It should just keep going. But, you know, Jack in the flash, flash back, <laughs> watch the video to see me do air quotes, um, saves a woman's life, and, you know, he's just an absolute mess. They make it seem like it's all about his divorce and stuff like that, and, you know, he's really pounding pills. He tears out something from a newspaper, turns out it's a uh, obituary, and he goes to visit the person. Nobody showed up for their we- or their viewing or their funeral. He's the only one. Um, if I'm thinking correctly, we had three different answers to who was in the, excuse me, the um, coffin in that episode. I completely like watching this. I'm like, wasn't there one where was this person? I'm just going to spoil the shit out. Wasn't there one there was Ben? One, it was Locke, and one it was like Juliet or something like that. I'm like, that was a thing, right? And I'm like, thinking, like, yeah, they did. They planted some like fake scenes out there to try to keep spoiler people off of it. And uh, I forgot about that until watching that scene. I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot they did one where Ben's in the the coffin. Yeah, it was pretty cool to remember. Um, yeah, but then the second part, Desolate Jack is so fucking wonderful. Driving around in his uh, Ford Bronco, just not giving a fuck, walking through traffic. He just doesn't give no shits because he's Dr. Jack Shepard, man. He's got his aviators on. He's got his kind of shitty-looking fake beard on. It's pretty badass. <laughs> Uh, I think there's two really good wrap-ups in this. Uh, You get the final moment where Russo and Alex meet, and, you know, Ben's like, this is your mother. 
And I, I like the moment. I didn't really care for Russo saying, let's tie him up. Is like the first thing she officially says to her daughter is like, let's tie him up. You want to help me tie him up? It's like, it's kind of weird, but whatever. You know, she's been there for 16 years. She's an absolute fucking crazy person. Um, and then big part of the episode is Jack and Ben having the face off. Uh, ben says like, you know, give me the satellite phone. I won't have, you know, Tom kill Saeed, Jen and Bernard. And, you know, if you don't give it to me in a minute, they're going to shoot him. And at the end you hear three gunshots. It's obvious they don't kill him. It's obvious. Um, just because, you know, a show like Lost would show that stuff. You know, that's one of the things that was great about Lost. It's like, it's great about like Lost. It's great about like Game of Thrones. Great about certain shows is that they don't ever like leave it to imagination about death, like character death. They show you the character deaths. They let you see those things so you can confirm their death and there's no stupid stuff about it. Like that's why people always thought Serio Pharrell was alive in the Game of Thrones novels because they didn't do like a proper death scene for him. But whatever. I'm getting off track for a second. Um... But it turns out they just shot bullets into the ground while they had him gagged. Um, why? I'm not sure why Ben did that. Why he would just wouldn't kill him. I don't. I still don't understand why Ben just doesn't actually kill him. It makes no sense to do the fake out. Like, literally, no sense. <laughs> it's like just it's so convenient not to kill them. That like Ben just it just conveniently dumb Ben with a dumb plan in that moment. It's like, let's fake kill him. But yet he's like got Mikhail down in the looking glass ready to kill Bonnie and the other chick. For, like, ready, to, he's going to murder his own people, but he can't kill Jen, Saeed, and Bernard because reasons. It's the only dumb part of this whole episode, and it's very, very in your face because the rest of this episode is pretty much perfect. Um, it's so stupid. That he doesn't kill him, but he's like I said, he's ready to kill Bonnie and the other chick. He's just ready to kill him, no problem. Yeah, it's yeah. You know how fucking hard ass that would be. I guess it's because I'm more like desensitized to stuff. Um, because you know you watched other shows, HBO shows, Boardwalk Empire, all these shows that fucking killed people, no problems. These characters you might like, oh, we're gonna fucking kill him, no problem. Whereas in this. Maybe they didn't have the cojones to do this, or it could be also meddling from the um, studios as well, saying, "Oh, we can't kill Saeed. He rates, you know, he does so well with uh, young women viewers, or young males love Jen. Blah, they can't kill them. You never know, especially with networks. Networks are a little bit more kind of, especially them, were much more in tune to like, you're not allowed to do that. You can't do this. You can't do that. So it could have been that, but man, it is so dumb storyline wise." <laughs> And then after the shooting into the the sand, which Jack thinks actually kills him, he beats the shit out of Ben. Beats his ass. And it's so satisfying because Ben is such a sniveling little shit this whole season. He's been this whole way for a season and a half. A sniveling shit. And Jack beats the hell out of him. And it is awesome. Awesome. Bloodies him up. And that's when we get the... Uh, the Alex scene where she meets Russo. And then you have uh, Sawyer and Juliet who decided in the first part to go back to the camp to try to save, uh, to see, make sure everything went well and see if uh, what happened to Jen, Saeed, and Bernard. They're on the outskirts and then you hear the rumbling and then you, because, uh, you know, like I said, Sawyer had to be a, did I tell you? I don't think I did. I think I started to and I moved off. Sawyer had to be a dick to Hurley because Hurley wants to go back with Juliet and Sawyer 
to help out. And Sawyer has to be a fucking dick, just like Charlie had to be a dick. And I'm like, why is everybody hating Hurley right now? He's like, Hurley, look at you. You'll just get in the way. Like, just just get out of here. And it's like, God, why? <laughs> He's such a nice guy. Why would we do this? It's ridiculous. But no, like, uh, so Sawyer and Julia are trying to figure out how to manage the situation. And then they hear rumbling. And here comes Hurley. Here he comes. He's got the van. He's got the van from Trisha Tanaka is dead. He comes rumbling through the uh, the jungle, running through the jungle like CCR, buddy. And he runs over the Ryan character, just runs him down. Tom jumps out of the way. Um, Sawyer grabs a gun, goes to shoot the other guy. Uh, Saeed takes him out, wraps his feet around his neck, and breaks his neck with his feet like a total fucking badass. That's the whole reason they kept him alive, just to have that moment. And then uh, Tom is by himself. He surrenders. And Sawyer shoots him, shoots him, shoots him unarmed, does not give a fuck, shoots him right in the chest, kills him. And that's for taking the kid off the raft. Another great wrap-up moment for that. Like, he's like, that's because, you know, you and me ain't done, Zeke. Uh, so, yeah, he shoots him right in the chest, kills him. It was pretty fucking, pretty sweet. Like, you know, for a murder. <laughs> uh, and then you have a... Hurley radios up. He's radioing the others that, you know, leave her camp alone. He starts talking to Jack, and, you know, and that's when he confirms everybody's alive. And it's it's all this joyous moment. And then we go into uh, underwater. You got Charlie and Desmond. Um, Desmond had shot Mikhail with a cross, uh, not the harpoon. And this is the only death of Mikhail that was kind of like, God. That's kind of ridiculous that he survived that. He got shot directly in the chest by a harpoon. Goes into the water. We'll get there in a second. Whatever. But, uh, yeah, so they are they get the code because, you know, Mikhail shot the one chick. Then he shoots Bonnie. Bonnie starts dying. She tells him how to the code and stuff like that. And then, you know, Charlie goes to figure it out. Um, and she dies. And they got them, like, both covered up. And then they go get the scuba equipment and Charlie's like, I'm going to survive this. I'm going to survive. And he has to do the dumb thing, which I hate in almost everything, even in Lord of the Rings, uh, in two towers when they're fighting Helm's Deep and Theoden's like, is this it? Is this all Saruman's got? Is this it, guys? Huh? And then they immediately blow up the fucking wall. And he's like, oh yeah, like the hell with fate or something. Charlie says something like that, you know, like uh, fate be damned or whatever. And then um, he goes to leave and then there's a beeping and it turns out Penny's on the other line. He starts talking to Penny for a second. And then he hears a knock at the window, and it's Mikhail outside. He had rolled into the water, swam over there with a grenade, pulls the pin. Uh, Charlie, instead of running out the door, closes the door and closes himself inside. Uh, there's always been, like, a fun, goofy thing about, you know, somebody's like, why didn't Charlie swim out the window? One, he never would have fit out the fucking window. And then there's other ones like, why didn't Charlie go to the other side of the door and close it that way? I don't know. I think it's supposed to be kind of, I think it's supposed to one play Charlie's sacrifice in the moment. Two, I think it's supposed to like have the idea of like, you know, if he doesn't close that door, that grenade goes off and the pressure makes the whole station explode. I'm not sure. I don't know anything about how underwater stations work, about, you know, closing that door seals like that room so it doesn't blow up and like the pressure causes a catastrophe inside and kills Desmond as well. I think that's supposed to be what we're thinking. I don't know. I don't know anything about underwater stations. If I was smart and had lived underwater for a while, maybe I'd know that stuff. But he locks himself in there. Giacchino comes in with his fucking music. And the tears start swelling, welling up, man. They start welling up, man. 
And, uh, yeah, and then Charlie writes, not Penny's boat, because that's what he talked about with Penny, is that uh, she has no idea what freighter they're talking about, which was what Naomi's from is the freighter. And he puts not Penny's boat on the window, and it's great. And he drifts off, and he drowns. And that's the end of Charlie. Rest in peace, Charlie Pace. God, great final couple hours for Charlie. Um, I'll talk into, when we get back to the season four, I'll talk about how fucking irritated I get with the death of Charlie. Um, but yeah, it's, um, in that, by him doing that, it frees up the cell, the satellite phone to call the freighter. Uh, Ben keeps saying, you know, if you make that call, Jack, everybody's dead. Everybody's dead. There's people who want to get to this island and they will kill everybody here. And Jack's just like, nah, man, nah, you're just a big dumb, dumb. He doesn't say that. There's better dialogue than me saying dumb, dumb, but whatever. Um, but it is, I think the next episode is called beginning of the end. And that's what they say. It's like, this is the beginning of the end. And it really is not in just that in terms of like true top tier television. I feel like this is the end for lost. Like, you know what I mean? Like everything after this, I'll talk to, about it more as I get to those seasons, especially like season four. And like, I'll go to my theories, why the show kind of, there's the show was never going to live up to what they were building to or what they built up in the first few seasons. But they showed in this, like, season, especially this episode they even showed, there's a lot of really good thought-out answers they would give you. They, Like I said, they became Law of Diminishing Returns a little bit farther down the road, but I also think there's, like, a writer strike that's involved. I'll, we'll talk about that more. Um, you know, when he calls, he's like, we're the survivors of 815... Can you get a lock from my location? This is right after Locke kills Naomi. Uh, yeah, Naomi, right? I keep forgetting her name. Yeah, Naomi. Right? Come on, Brandon. Come on. Yeah, Naomi. Kills Naomi, throws a knife into her back, she dies, and then you have the tense, like, Locke, is Locke going to shoot Jack? Is Locke going to shoot Jack? And he can't bring himself to kill Jack. And he walks off, and uh, he's able to contact that boat. Locke fills the island. And um, then it cuts to drunk, desolate, trash Jack, you know what I mean? And they also play, like, the Expo, not the Expose, they play the um, Exodus, like, the launching of the raft motif that's played. And, oh, God, I love that motif. Um, In the, all the flashbacks, Jack's, like, completely falling apart. He's, like, addicted to painkillers. He's drunk all the time. It's that mirror of, like, Jack turning into his dad. And, like, there's this one doctor trying to help him. And there's, like, a couple things he says that literally is mirroring what Jack would say to his dad. He's, like, and it's, it's pretty fucking great. But at the end, he calls somebody, and uh, there's maps on the floor which is a nice little nod to what's going on. He gets on the phone. He's like, meet me at, like, you know, the the airport, you know, the spot. And they get there. And dude, dudes, dudettes, friends, neighbors, loved ones. Oh, my God. When this happened live, my mind melted so fucking hard. To me, this is still the greatest what-the-fuck-just-happened moment in television history. Like, you can put up anything. I will put this moment above all of them. No problems. And I have no qualms in saying that. This is the greatest what-the-fuck moment in history. Um, 
because it's so obvious throughout the whole story because I talked about Jack being on top of the uh, bridge, you know, accepting fate, which is not a Jack characteristic. He's got the maps all over his floor at home. There's the fact that he's flying. You know, he's like he's been on, he was like on an airplane, all this stuff like that. Um, I think there's some other nods, but I can't remember if I'd have to double check. I think there's like little nods here or there if you pay attention. I think the phone that he uses is also supposed to be like a giveaway because that phone didn't come out to like 2007 or whenever. Yeah, I think 2007 is when like the this is all supposed to be taking place. So like that phone hadn't come out until then. And that's supposed to be an actual nod to what was going on. And just like, you know, obviously it's like, oh, shit, never would have thought about that. You know, I thought just like anachronistic or you just don't really pay attention to what phone he's using. Um, out of the car steps, Kate. And it turns out everything in the flash, like the flashes the off the island stuff has been a flash forward to what is going to happen in the future. And I just remember when I first saw Kate, I'm like, what the fuck? Kate knew Jack before the island. And then like it started hitting me I'm like, no, th that's not what's happening, Brandon. It's a flash forward. Oh, my God. Oh. Oh, it is so wonderful. It is so good. It is so good. Oh, it's beautiful. It's mm, chef's keys, man. Chef's keys. It's, jeez. Oh, and like, you know, they're talking. He's like, you know, I've been flying a lot because he just wants to crash and go back to the island because they made a mistake in leaving. And Kate doesn't see it that way. And you have the great last line is probably the most iconic line really of Lost is, you know, we have to go back in him. We have to go back and the plane flies above lost. Oh, I just remember my jaw being on the floor watching this. Just like, what the fuck just happened? What the Fuck, just happened, brah. It was radtatical. It was excellent. It was tube nasty, bro. I'm making up words right now of how fucking great this was. <laughs> tube nasty. What the hell does that even mean? That's disgusting. I don't even think you're allowed to say that in certain states. Oh, man. But... <sighs> Woof! I really don't know how else to... I mean, I just... Because part of this is just me, um, like, remembering watching it live. There's, that's a huge part of this, a nostalgia kick of just, like, watching it live. This is the first time I've seen this um, in well over a decade. I probably haven't rewatched the show since, like, 2012, if maybe 2011. Like, you know, watch all of it. So, like, to get this moment again and, like, just kind of be so kind of, like, kind of far away from the show as I've been for, like, 10 years, to come back to it, it oh, it's so great so great i am so, oh it's so perfect like i said the greatest for me the greatest what the fuck moment like in a good way you know like like oh what the fuck was that you know what i mean like when the show like when fucking fonzie jumps a goddamn shark you know what i mean this was the moment it's like what and sadly, like I said, like, this is kind of the beginning of the end. This is the moment where there is definitely, in my mind, this is where the downturn in quality starts really kind of setting in. Uh, they keep, especially early in season four, they kind of extend some mysteries that, one, I don't think ever get talked about again. Um, there's a lot of convenience writing, too. So, I mean, like, we'll get into that here in about a month when I get back into it. But, my God, 10 out of 10 through the looking glass. Phenomenal. 
phenomenal, bro. Mm. Whew. Give me a quick second. But we do have the season three wrap up just to do. Um, or should I just do that next week? No, let's do it now. Favorite episode of the season. I was between three episodes. There's three episodes that I, I really, really like. Um, I think two do, I think of the three, it was not in Portland, which I think is a fantastic introduction to, um, Juliet. Also great kind of recovery from the, the Hydra stuff. Um, then we have flashes before your eyes, the Desmond episode, which I gushed about for like 15 minutes, like when we talked about it. And then we had man behind the curtain, the, uh, Ben episode from a couple weeks ago that I talked about. Um, man, I don't know. I think mostly on kind of the importance of the episode for me because it's right when because rewatching not in portland makes it much better than remember watching it when it live at least my feelings about it then flashes before your eyes was a affirmation or reaffirming i guess everything i loved about the show when it was on was flashes and it was so important to have it after kind of the hydraic was kind of like meh echo died there's a kate wedding episode that i don't give a fuck about <laughs> Sawyer con somebody who cares um you know so like flashes was so and it was just it was just a cool episode so I'd have to go with flashes as much as I love the sinister feel of man behind the curtain with Ben and like the, the eventual purge of the Dharma initiative um I still have to go with flashes I have to go with flashes I think flashes is the absolute best episode of the season not ranking like strange and a strange not a strange <laughs> <laughs> through the looking glass <laughs> oh man uh yeah i think flashes is the best episode if you don't rank like the finale in there like i think flashes is the best episode of the season so season three flashes for your eyes best episode least favorite episode was an easy one because in the same episode where i gushed about flashes i punched my freaking desk in anger about one episode, and it was Stranger in a Strange Land, the Jack episode about his freaking tattoos. I won't go into it. I went into it so fucking hard when we did the episode for the rewatch. That episode is just garbage. Like, like I said, with Expose, which if I'm throwing Stranger in a Strange Land out, you know, if I do the thing where, you know, yeah, the finale might be the best episode, but here's the best episode that's non-finale, the least like the worst non-finale episode or worst non-Stranger Strange episode is Expose. Maybe I do would be in that same range, the Kate wedding episode. Uh, but I think it'd be Expose. At least Expose killed characters and there was like a little bit of plot movement. Whereas fucking, there's nothing important, nothing important about Stranger Strange Land at all. I don't think Juliet's ever acknowledged the mark. I don't think anybody's ever acknowledged the mark Juliet got in that episode. Um, Isabel, apparently Isabel, the sheriff or whatever that they refer to as a stranger, strange man. Apparently she's one of the women, or one of the people who went with the others for the beach attack and got blown up. Apparently. They couldn't take the time to bring her in to do that. Couldn't make her like the third person who survived, like Tom, Ryan. They couldn't make the third one like Isabel, just just for, you know, continuity's sake. They brought in some other guy, nameless guy, to get fucking murdered. You know, apparently, but she was part of one of the ones that got blown up. <laughs> that episode, oh my god. It's real. It's a real episode. 
That is so fucking pointless. Oh, God. Stranger Strange Land, without a doubt. Least, uh, worst episode, without a doubt. Uh, best moment, obviously, is the flash forward. The flash forward is so fucking great. It is the best moment of the season. It might be the best. It's the second. It's one of, okay. Best moments of the show. I'll have to do that down the line. I'll do that at the end of the show where I'll kind of like rank best episodes. I'll rank like my, like, you know, best moments as well within the show. Um, but it's up there. The flash forward is pro- is definitely the best moment of season three. Um, though I do like the, you know, killing of two ghosts for, or killing of one ghost for two different people with uh, Sawyer killing Locke's dad. And then also killing Sawyer at the same time. It's pretty fucking good. But yeah, I still think the flash forward's way better. Uh, my favorite performances of the season. I thought Elizabeth Mitchell playing Juliet was the best performance of the season. I think she brought such a nice snarky like nature to it. And kind of this different vibe and take for what the others were. And what they are and who they can be. Um, I thought she was wonderful throughout the season. Um, you felt her motivations kind of like kind of fluctuate with the plot, whereas like you still couldn't hundred percent know what she was doing or what she was planning throughout the whole season. So I, I thought she was wonderful. She's a fantastic addition to the cast. Um, I think my least favorite thing about the season would be the lack of Locke. Like I think I talked about a couple weeks ago, Locke was only in thirteen episodes this whole season. Um, they really made it seem like he was going to have like this big badass journey at the beginning of the season, and they kind of let him float in and out of the storyline. Um, rewatching it, same thing with Saeed. Saeed just kind of bounces in and out of the plot when it's convenient. It's kind of odd. Like he's such an important thing throughout the first season, and there's like multiple runs in both season two. Like season two, there's like multiple episodes where he's just like digging. He's not like digging a grave for Shannon. He's just like digging. And this season, he just kind of like comes in and out of the plot when needed. You know what I mean? So it's like uh, he loses a little bit of importance throughout the series. But like, yeah, for this one, Locke is just inexcusable. Um, I don't know how much the Echo stuff changed what their plans were for Locke for the season. Uh, with uh, Ottawale deciding not to be a part of the show anymore. So I don't know how much that played into it. Um, I don't know. I don't know. It's just, it's that's the most disappointing part of this whole season three is the usage of Locke. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. I did not write down everything. I can't remember what I did with season two in terms of like what I liked and didn't like. Did uh, I'd have to look up through other stuff. But you know what? I'm gonna let you go. If I think of anything, I'll talk about it next week. Uh, that'll be it for Lost for a couple weeks. Like I said, I'll come back the first week of June. We'll talk about uh, that's when season four. I'll start watching season four. I think there's only twelve or thirteen episodes of season four, so we should be done with it by June. So maybe like after July fourth, I'll get into season five. Um, yeah, we'll take care of everything, man. We're getting there. We're getting there. We're at the halfway point in terms of season. We're well past the halfway point in terms of episodes. Um, so cool, cool, cool. All right. Thank you once again, ladies and gentlemen. That should be the uh, whole show tonight. That's it. That's everything. Somehow, once again, we got past an hour. How do I do this? I talk too much, guys. I mean, well, I think I only talked for like 45 minutes. There was 22 minutes of me doing calculator stuff because that's the content people want. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening, understanding all the fun stuff. If you like what you heard, spread the good word. Anywhere podcasts are available. If you like video, watch it on Spotify. I don't think it's anywhere else 
video-wise. Um, thanks again to the Bouncing Souls, Anchors Away, off the record of the same name. What a great song. What a great band. What a great jam. Um, if you think the word Tube Nasty should be uh, like obliterated from the human consciousness, let me know, because I think that word has potential to be disgusting. <laughs> in a good way. It's going to be sick, bro. Um, yeah, once again, thank you so much for tuning in tonight. Uh, share it, like it, subscribe it, share, support, whatever you want to do. I don't, you know, we're having fun here. I think I'm having fun. If I'm having fun, that's all that matters. If you're not having fun, I don't care. Once again, my friends are garbage. I hate you all, except for JR, apparently, who's getting all the praise in the world tonight. So good for you, big boy. Good for you, big boy. Have a great rest of your night. I'll see you next week. I am out of here.